President Trump impeached. This is the Scottish News Bubble. In a remarkable day for world politics, the US President Donald Trump has been impeached and has become the only President this has ever happened to twice and will probably be the only President this will ever happen to twice in what is really the natural conclusion of his disastrous reign for the American people and for America's relationship as the foremost Western democracy. News at 10 tonight was remarkable as it showed images of loads of American troops bedding down in the US Parliament Capitol building to sleep for the night so they can protect the building from the threat of far-right protesters who could at any time come back to invade the building again as the birthplace of American democracy. This was it's truly really remarkable. You can't really get your head around it. That there's no more troops protecting Washington DC than there was in Iraq and Afghanistan. They've really made incredible defences. There's been fences built, um, windows reinforced. It's it's truly remarkable. Al Jazeera in their post vote interviews questioned Democrats about whether the impeachment in the Senate, which will now happen after President Biden takes over next Wednesday, whether it would bring America together or divide it more as the reason many Republicans say that they didn't vote to support it, only 10 voted to support it, was many were scared, according to Robert Moore, of physical threats to their life once they went back to where they represent outside Washington and also the threat that it would embolden Donald Trump's far-right supporters and cause a, a kind of mini civil war in American political society. What people forget is that there's only there's quite a small amount of people actually interested in, in political activism, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be as bad as people probably seem, but it could create some really horrible, aggressive instance with affecting the the people that represent democracy in Washington and throughout America and this is this is what they're trying to avoid. In other news in Ireland yesterday there really was a huge outpouring of grief and a lot of regret from the Irish Taoiseach and a broader looking 
back in quite a disgusted way by the Irish society as a whole as the report commissioned into the quite high amount of homes run by the state and the Catholic Church jointly um, in the the early part of this the last century that were whose main responsibility was to make sure people who had women who had children outside marriage were really not seen and not heard and they were treated as barely second class citizens and a really quite disgraceful act that was tolerated by society for quite a number of years and and now because it was finally exposed by human baby remains being found in the sewage outside one of these homes in the fairly recently in the 90s that um, led to to the, this prolonged report into what was going on um, the, the Taoiseach made really powerful statements today um, that were are documented in the Irish Times about what went on um, and the, the, the sense of regret was profound but it's really worth reading um, what what is in the Irish Times and the Irish Examiner the the many many voices of regret thousands of children died in Ireland's mother and babies homes with no concern for the, from the state or society, the Commission of Investigation has found. Ireland had the world's highest proportion of women sent to mother and baby's homes in the 20th century. The report found that there were more than 50,000 children at 18 institutions between 1922 and 1998 when the last home closed. The report also found women were brought to the mother and baby homes by their parents or other family without being consulted as to their destination. All women suffered serious discrimination. Women who gave birth outside marriage were subject to particularly harsh treatment. Responsibility for that harsh treatment rests mainly with the fathers of their children and their own immediate families. The accounts showed the stifling oppression that exists in Ireland exists in Ireland, and pressure to conform to the teachings of the church, which the state in turn promoted, while vulnerable women were shown the door by their families. The full truth of the role of the state and the church had been pushing them into the cold, and keeping them there must always be acknowledged, said the report, as reported by the Irish Times. We did this to ourselves as a society. We treated women exceptionally badly. 
We treated children extremely badly, said the Taoiseach. We had a completely warped attitude to sexuality and intimacy, and young mothers and their sons and daughters were forced to pay a terrible price for this dysfunction. As a society, we embraced judgmentalism, moral certainty, moral certainty, a perverse religious morality, and control which was so damaging. But what was very striking was the absence of basic kindness. Sad words reflecting indeed by the Taoiseach of Ireland. So Trump could be stripped of his presidency if two-thirds of the Senate members vote in favour of his impeachment immediately. But this looks unlikely to take place as senior Republicans supported by Joe Biden are keen it does not overshadow the inauguration of President Biden which looks likely to be a very subdued event because of the really big danger that it could be overtaken by far-right extremists who are threatening to invade Washington again. President Trump defended his speech to his followers before the assault on the Capitol as totally appropriate during his speech moments before the march on Congress last Wednesday. Mr Trump urged the crowd, you'll never take back our country worth weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Earlier the Democrats failed to pass a resolution yesterday by enormous consent urging Mike Pence, the Vice President, to use the 25th Amendment to remove Mr Trump as unfit for office. The amendment also needed a cabinet majority, which it didn't get, and was drawn up to replace the President immediately. The Democrats won their vote tonight easily, but what was significant was they also got 10 Republicans, which even though it was a low figure, is the highest amount of opposition party MPs or the equivalent in America who have voted to support an opposition amendment of impeachment which really brings unity and the fact that more would have voted if they weren't in fear of their lives is really quite a, a scary state of affairs for America to be in. Meanwhile, just as is investigating the disgraceful scenes last week, I've already inv- and arrested 70 people. The director of the justice announced. In a final act of really horrible part of the Trump administration Donald Trump's gave authority to execute uh, the first woman for 70 years Sandra Babcock director of the Cornell Centre of Death Penalty and a consultant to Montgomery's legal team said this is a story about women who is profoundly mentally ill 
as a result of a lifetime of torture and sexual violence. Lisa is the worst of the worst. She is the, the most, she's not the worst of the worst, she's the most broken of broken. Lisa Montgomery's crime was monstrous, but the crimes she suffered were also monstrous. There were plenty of warning signs that Montgomery was a victim throughout her life. All were ignored by society. Finally, on a day of very heavy and quite depressing news, India opened an unusual library in favour of the man who assassinated the father of our nation, Mahanda Gandhi, who has had a library dedicated to him in the latest attempt by the right-wing Hindu groups to rehabilitate one of the most controversial figures in India's modern history. Unveiled in the northern city of Kuala, where the murder weapon, a pistol, was purchased, the Godsey Library contains letters and articles by Godsey. The right-wing fanatic shot the father of the nation on July, January 30th, 1948, months after India won independence. Gandhi has fought for the Hindu group behind the new library, previously opened a temple in honour of the killer, which was closed following opposition protests and urged the Modi government to declare January 30th a day of courage. Gandhi is viewed with ambivalence by Hindu extremists. Some still still see his support for Hindu unity and insistence that independent India should be secular as a betrayal of the country's Hindu roots. National celebrations of 2019 to mark the 150th anniversary of his birth were marred when a shrine to him was vandalised with traitor, dubbed him paint. Vice President of the Hindu group said the library teach younger generations of their responsibility towards nationalism. How strange. Bye for now.